Hey everyone, it's Kale. We wanted to give you an exclusive sneak peek of a brand new podcast that I am launching with Ryan Bauer Walsh, a guest of a previous episode of ours called AmeriQueer. We are working closely alongside HBO's We're Here to give a watch, recap, and review episodes, as well as getting some of the cast and creatives on our show for some interviews as well. But most importantly, we aim to amplify queer voices in small town America. We hope you enjoy this exclusive sneak peek of our brand new podcast launching soon. America is in the middle of a culture war. And we want to talk about it. I'm Ryan Bauer Walsh. And I'm Kale Rausch. Together, we are AmeriQueer, a podcast that interviews people on the front lines of queer culture. But in small town America. AmeriQueer is coming soon to all major streaming services. Give us a like or follow on Instagram at AmeriQueer Podcast for updates, sending us ideas and telling us your story and why you think it can help others for future shows. We'd love to hear from you. Yeehaw! Welcome to the show, Colin. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Colin, for the first time. Uh, I was to talk to both of you for a couple of reasons, but one of them being that, well, how old are you? i currently 24. I'm going to turn 25 on Monday. Okay, so, and you've already been married once before. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think, let's see, I got married when I was, I got married when I was 20, and I didn't really realize what I was getting myself into at that time, just because there was so much um, external factors going into it that I didn't even realize that I was more so doing it what a because I was being like, (laughs) subconsciously manipulated by who I was with at the time. No, it wasn't you. (laughs) And B, that was just like the norm to do from where I grew up. So, yeah, I just thought I had to like follow suit with everything. Well, I mean, but that's incredible because uh, so I'm 38 and I wasn't able to get married when I was your age, but I definitely felt like I was supposed to. And I kind of I mean, I desperately wanted to to say dramatically, I really did want to get married at that age because my parents didn't. They had a successful marriage. My mom dropped out of college and moved with my dad to Germany to, you know, during the Vietnam War. And I was like, yeah, that that sounds great. And then I'll have a bunch of kids and my in-laws will try to feed me too much. And I had this picturesque Midwestern ideology of like Christmases that went on for, you know, five days because we had extra lemon bars that they had to eat. So no one had to leave our house. And now I live solo in a two bedroom apartment in New York City. <laughs> and I already put my Christmas tree up and I'm like, yeah, the, I, I, have a, I have a cat. <laughs> my cat's cool. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Um, as far as like getting married the first time around, uh, how did you meet this person, by the way? And we don't have to name names or anything like that. But was it was it uh, a faith based meeting, work based or in what what kind of arena? Um, so uh, from where I grew up in Minnesota, uh, the the gay scene, like it's very, <laughs> very like latent, like you have to look for it. Like it's not very prominent. So okay. um, I I found we like started talking to each other on grinder and that's how we met um that's amazing to me i i was like in yahoo chat rooms (laughs) (laughs) which i don't even know if that exists anymore or (laughs) gay.com i will say that did we did have um was it msn messenger that was what we had yeah we had that when we were growing up and myspace okay and myspace 
Oh, so but that was like when you were twelve, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so younger. Were, were were you still like kind of experimenting with your feelings? Like, how old were you when you kind of came out to yourself versus when you came out uh, publicly or to some people selectively? Um, let's see. I, I my I knew myself that like I was gay when I think it was the start of eighth grade when I was um like I don't know I. I think I was just like exploring a lot on um, just there were <laughs> I would go into soccer practice and then like would be in the locker room and then I'd like catch myself like being like, wait, why? What's happening? Like, I need to go somewhere because I <laughs> there's something. My blood's rushing around yeah. my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, OK, that makes sense. And then I it started to like come together for me but I didn't really tell anyone until I was about uh 16 like toward like more into high school um okay. and so I started to like tell people who I thought were friends at school and then uh they like said that it was okay and everything but then they turned around and like sent like a blast text message to everyone else in the school about it oh. so I was like oh of course awesome so I was like I guess I have to be forced to be like publicly out now huh which was interesting but yeah do you think that um part of your desires or the pressure you felt within yourself to get married uh was because you were able to come out like rather than mine where i kept dating girls for whatever silly reason you felt the urge to explore heteronormativity through monogamous relationships um, that's a good question. I think it, I think it, it probably didn't have to do with that as much as it did with, I wasn't, I had not done a lot of work on myself before mm. then. And there was just a lot of repressed, like trauma that I didn't work through that was showing up for me as like people pleasing and like going wow. with the flow and so even if I disagreed with something or like I had a different opinion than someone else, I would just not I would like shut down and say, yeah, that sounds good. And so I think I was just saying yes and to everything. And then it just kind of snowballed into the first me getting married. Well, and I will say too, like being <laughs> like in the Midwest, I feel like there is this pressure of like, you go to high school, you go to college, you you meet the love of your life, you have the best time of your life in college, and then you immediately leave college, you get married, you start a family, and you have your dream job. That is not a reality. And especially yeah. kind of what we were talking about before, it's not a reality, especially now with the way our country is. And like my generation is like, we're all poor and struggling and we're all confused and scared and none of us have our dream job because we're required to have four years of experience to have said job but if you didn't go, especially in the midwest if you didn't go to college you started a family like it was two options you either went to college and then started a family or started a family right away like that's interesting and it, it's definitely something that i feel like still exists in that culture a little bit well and i wonder if with the economy that the way it is like everything's so expensive everyone's so in debt i wonder if with gay marriage being legal that a lot of young gay people are moving into committed relationships for financial stability at this point i mean i know there's a lot of pandemic roommates that happened and now people are like well 
want to get married because we already live in the same bungalow like (laughs) and so now you're living together uptown and when did you get engaged and how did he ask because i'm assuming he asked yes yeah it was a it was actually pretty recently like a month a month ago yeah it was it was on it was the week of my my birthday's october 8th and i think my birthday was on a saturday day yeah but i had like an i was in a show and i was in working like 11 hour day so like i was working all day my birthday so we well, celebrated it the one day we had no no off. no the my original plan was to propose during the summer on like a private cruise around the manhattan like bay area but then we, you, <laughs> the drunk cruise around manhattan no 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 it was just like a it was just like a pri- there which i would have loved alcohol. actually <laughs> the bar boat yeah yeah <laughs> Um, no, there's going to be like a photographer and everything. And then that didn't work out. And then I had scheduled it for later. And then we were, I was going to propose when we would go on a vacation in Greece that was supposed to happen last month, but then he got the job in the show. And so I had to reach out to the photographer again. And I think we, I, we rescheduled with the photographer, I think eight different times before we actually met up. (laughs) But then it turned into Colin just asking me at our kitchen table, but that's so cute, though. No, and it was because it was very much like he he had said, like, my favorite moments. Like, he's like, I've been trying to find the perfect time to, like, ask you this. But he was like, I my favorite moments with you are when we are just together at home watching TV in our pajamas, like watching a movie, eating dinner. And so he had made me a really nice, like, European breakfast because he was, t- he, he, I did not know where we were going to Greece at that time. And so he was telling me that we were going to Greece. Okay. Um, and then we, which anyone listening, we leave for Greece in like two days. So like, that's what we were, <laughs> that's what we're referencing. But um, he then told me that he then told me, you told me something else. And um, then um, I, booked, I booked us tickets to go see Into the oh, Woods yeah. that night. We had gone to see Into the Woods that night and I I got like really excited and I almost felt like I was more excited. I had a bigger reaction to Into the Woods tickets than I did to him proposing to me. But I really wanted to see Into the Woods. So, <laughs> but. Well, um, I mean, yeah, you, you're just so domestic. I mean, it's it's beautiful that you get to have that kind of literally a kitchen table proposal that I think really is reflective of our roots a little bit where we're like, all right, well, you want to do this with me? (laughs) Well, and I'm really, I'm a very simple person. And so I think like, you know, just something as simple as that I get really awkward in like public settings, especially if I have to like show emotion, I get, I kind of like, I just don't know what to do. And so like- Said the actor. Yeah, I know. It's it's interesting (laughs) how much- like of an escape like of release of emotions like acting is to me because i know it's someone else's words they're not my own well and i think it's really interesting that uh because i think of acting as kind of a a psychological or or therapeutic thing in a lot of ways for especially gay people or people who've experienced trauma in their younger lives um but as a midwesterner growing up having to do a lot of introspective work or as you said you hadn't done the work on yourself was part of the reason you went into uh the the field you're in uh which i believe is is it would it be psychology or um um uh psychology psychiatry mental health i think the only difference between what what i'm going into is that i'll I'll be able to prescribe medication and do therapy so right doctor you'll be a doctor someday yes yeah yeah and the doctor coat will stay on during sex so uh, okay. I can't wait for that video on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> my but uh yeah i think that it's it's fascinating because i when i i remember going to therapy as a kid and being like oh girl this therapist needs a therapist <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's because a lot of people end up in that that field because it's something that they've been exploring is literally psychology uh, of themselves. And so they, they take this introspective thing. It's not that different from like me as a hobby painter being like, oh, I really like painting. Maybe I should make that a career. But I think that growing up in the Midwest, we have a lot of adversity that we have to overcome. And now you've gone from a city of 5,000 people to a city of 8 million people has, and especially as like a young couple, that's like being thrown into a candy dish with a lot of heroin needles in it. <laughs> um, how have you kind of like dealt with the challenges? I mean, you're, you're not a monogamous couple or like, what are, what are the rules you have? Cause as relationships are evolving in urban settings, I I've noticed, especially in this financial climate, as I said, a lot of polyamorous relationships, a lot of relationships that seem to develop really, really quickly, um uh and yours seems to be not quite an exception but two years is pretty quick for a lot of people and you are both young um what's it been like moving from small town to minneapolis to new york city and what kind of challenges have you faced just kind of with the psychology of that yeah and i think too going off of that a little bit too like we we it is important to note that we moved in at six months like we moved in oh, wow. very quickly but the universe literally like when I met Colin, I told him, you know, I this might just be a fling. I'm moving to New York. It's been two years. I've like I need to get out of the Midwest. I've been trying to leave for a while, whatever. And it turned into the universe, basically like NYU approached him about his like schooling and different stuff like that. And it kind of turned into like he flew out here. He got the position on that. And we both were like, well, OK, like I would rather move out with you and live with you then move out with a random person that I don't know and so we did we did move rather quickly and now we're a year and a half together we've lived together for almost a year now and um like we just turned in our release our releasing form um and we are getting married so it, we did move very quickly so do you think it's a, a comfort to your parents uh, that you as gay people have kind of gone down a more traditional path as far as relationships? Do you think it provides them with security? Hmm. Especially now that you're in a big city? Like, I feel especially like... with you, Kale, because your father, you, you said you were a little uneasy about his perception of you. Yeah, I mean, my mom was the one that was like, I want you both to live in a 600 square foot one bed apartment together before you get married. Like, she was like, I, I want you to live together because that is way too small of a space. Right. But she didn't say don't get married. Right. You're 25. She said yes. But, you know, she like pushed the heteronormative kind of sure. uh, narrative on you instead of like, don't don't do it because it seems to have worked out for her. Right. Well, I think my mom's the more progressive one for sure of the two. My dad, sure. like my sister and her fiance or her now husband lived together before they were married for like they've been together for like seven years before they got married. Um okay. I actually think it's like their six and I think it's their six year anniversary today. Actually, I think I saw that on Facebook anyway, but they they lived together for three years, I think, before they got married. And my dad was not for that. He was really? upset about that, but he never like said it out loud. Upset because he, they should have gotten married because they lived together lived before marriage. And my parents oh, did not live together before marriage. And so my mom is pushing it because my mom's like, you have to live together before you get married because there are like there are just surprises that you don't know about each other. 
And that's and then sure. that's really where our society is heading, though. We're very much a like, yeah, I would rather be living with someone and know for sure that I want to be with them than yeah. get married to this person and then move in with them and be like, wow, I hate you. <laughs> what's fascinating, what's fascinating about this conversation to me is my perspective on it was uh that your parents would assume that homosexuals were uh what's the word? Uh, dirty dirty that they <laughs> they they have sex with lots of people and that they never settle down um but it sounds like that's that's such a generational difference as yeah well. i think that is definitely not and like because my mom really encouraged like my brother and his wife lived together my sister and her husband lived together because my mom my mom approached it when my sister was leaving college and said i mean they my her husband was working down there and he graduated like a semester early so he was already down in arkansas working and she was wow. like well i'm gonna apply for all these jobs she got a job down there and ended up moving down there as well and my mom was like well you either get two apartments and you are not at your apartment at all or you guys just move in together hmm. like my mom was very my mom's a very logical person where she's like it makes sense why wouldn't you do that and i'd rather have you live with him than live alone and then vice versa with me and Colin, she was like, I'd rather have you live with Colin than like move in with a random person you've never met before in the biggest city in the country. And I'm going to be your terrified mother that you're going to get murdered in your sleep. So, so your parents were pretty comfortable with you being gay, both of you? Like in general? Mine, yes. <laughs> um, Mine, I, ooh, that's a, it's, so here's the thing they um they're a lot better now than they were when i first came out to them uh when mm -hmm. i first came out to them my parents they had tried to shove me back into the closet because they didn't want how people were going to treat me to affect how they were going to treat my siblings speaking of some stars that we have uh we're also going to be talking with the cast members of hbo's we're here which is an amazing show that's going into, I believe it's third season is premiering on November 25th with drag queens, Bob, the drag queen, Eureka O'Hara and my favorite Shangela. I and... love Shangela so much. <laughs> and we also have like kind of a parallel narrative in that they're continuing their journey across small town America, spreading love and queerness through the art of drag. So we'll be kind of recapping a few of those episodes coming up and hopefully we'll be speaking with a couple of the guests and hosts from that show. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this exclusive sneak peek of mine and Ryan Bauer Walsh's brand new podcast, AmeriQueer. We aim to amplify queer voices in small town America. I hope you can come along the journey with us and follow us on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at AmeriQueer Podcast, as well as emailing us at AmeriQueerPodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow to keep posted on our new launch date, as well as following us along the journey of the creation of this brand new exciting project. Thank you.